Welcome to the Is This Enough feed. David Hoare here, co-host of Is This Enough, letting you know that I am returning to the Edinburgh Fringe this summer from the 2nd to the 25th of August with my new show, 1000% Musical Comedy, in which I will attempt to create the maximum amount of musical comedy. Tickets on sale now from the Fringe website. I will be doing a preview of the show at the Brighton Fringe on Saturday, May 4th at 4.15pm at Three Jolly Butchers. Tickets available via Skiddle. And if you'd like to see James O'Donoghue live they're performing on Thursday the 2nd of May at Comedy Queers at Off-Broadway in Hackney also you can now watch full video versions of new episodes of Is This Enough on YouTube starting with mini episode 4 <laughs> hello I'm Charles Dickens I just thought I'd phone in from the past to say welcome to this week's episode of Is This Enough with James O'Donoghue and David Hall, the excellent game show that is simply brilliant and excellent. <laughs> now, if you enjoy the podcast, leave it a review on your podcasting app of choice and play along at home. You can send your emails in to is this enough podcasting at gmail.com. <laughs> Sorry, I just uh, choked on a bit of Christmas gristle. Mm. And you can follow it on the socials where it's Is This Enough Pod on everything from Twitter to TikTok to YouTube. So enjoy the show. And if you don't enjoy the show, you'll be visited by three ghostly guest rounds. Merry Christmas. Is this enough? With James O'Donoghue and David Hello and welcome to this episode 17 of Is This Enough? The comedy game show. The really brilliant game show that is brilliant and excellent. 17 means I, in the UK, our podcast is now legally allowed to drive and fuck, but not purchase alcohol. When I was 17, I neither drove nor fuck, but I did commit arson. Is This Enough is the exciting comedy quiz where we've made up three exciting rounds for each other and neither of us know what the other has prepared. With me as ever is comedian, actor, painter and fellow arsonist, James O'Donoghue. We've met before. James sets my world on fire by being the best version of themselves every day. And by committing arson. Yay! James, last week you lost and received the forfeit of a tricky set of bowels. Oh boy. How are you getting on with that? Um, I, uh, one of my legs is very much thicker than the other now because I've had <laughs> non-stop shaky leg level poops. <laughs> Just did a laugh burp. Which is not the greatest way. This is great audio. This is great Great audio. audio. (laughs) What's great as well is I'm huddled in the corner of my kitchen, so this is great video as well. Um, The Mm. the camera's slightly up, so I'm I'm looking particularly double-chinned. The lighting is horrific. Uh, And I'm in here... And your background's been panned. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) That didn't Um, even make a satisfying pan sound. Ah, this is... Wrap this up, David. 
Okay. Wrap this James, up. you've won. No, okay. Hey! James, last week I won and I received a lovely set of bowls. I use them to carry paraffin to commit arson. Oh, my we God. We hope you'll play along as you listen and let us know your scores. And please follow us at Is This Enough Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and TikTok. Ooh. Let's find out, James, if this is enough. Do you think it will be enough? I sincerely doubt it but let's see Daisy. if i've changed my opinion by the end oh, 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 oh. james would you like to know this week's prizes and forfeits oh david i'd bloody love to know this week's prizes and forfeits <laughs> forfeits horses Forces. Forces. James, for if course. you win this week's exciting episode 17 of Is This Enough, you will win a year's supply of bass. Ooh. The fish. James, if you lose this week's exciting episode 17 of Is This Enough, you must provide a year's supply of bass to the band Coldplay. Bass, 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 bass. Oh, no. <laughs> I've just realised. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. James, are you ready? I uh, am ready as soon as I can find the school sheet. Shit. Where is it? Ite? I've got it here. When I was just a baby... Here you go, I'll put it in the Discord. Always be the boy and I'll never play with guns But I shot a man in Reno Have you got it? Yeah! (laughs) Good. Yes, thank you, David. Wonderful. James, are you ready? Ah, David, I was born yesterday. Oh, that's yeah, weird. Is I this know. in some kind of sci-fi way, or are you just genuinely like? No, I wasn't the like the uh, movie trope born sexy yesterday. Uh, ah. I uh, I can't move my neck properly, um, and Is the back of your cranium quite susceptible I, to danger. I have quite a large soft spot. Um, oh, uh, I've soft got a spot, spot in my heart for, for you. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, James, are you ready for round one? Let's go! Let's go. Round one. James, round one is called Super Nintendral Knowledge. <laughs> you thought the barrel was empty. The barrel is very full, my friend. Oh, it's full of worms. <laughs> And Worms Armageddon. James, I'm going to tell you some things. Were they released on the hit console, the SNES Super Nintendo? Okay, what what gen we talking here? Is this, is this not Nintendo 64? This is pre the that. Gen before. So okay. The first Just... Nintendo console was the Nintendo Entertainment System, or the NES. And then the next one was called the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. So we're on the six, SNES. 16-bit? 16 bit, mate. In Japan, it was called the Super Famicom. So that's quite exciting. Um, But yes, 16 bit. How many bits have you got? Uh, Let me just check my Bible. Oh, turns out I've only got the Sega Genesis. (laughs) Wow. Why do people do things in the morning? This is terrible. 
sister. We, we're not good in the morning. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> James, was FIFA released on the SNES Super Nintendo? Uh, no, but I tell you what, it's DLC was there's a fee for everything. Hey! Um, no. Um, oh, FIFA, it's... I, I could imagine. I could imagine there's an early FIFA. What year's the N, uh, the S SNES? SNES, the SNES. The SNES. What year are we SNESing? The SNES was Simon released. SNES. Simon SNES. It was released in 1990 in Japan, 1991 in North America, and 1992 in the UK. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say with we. We're early FIFA. They've not quite acquired the rights to anything. So lots of the football teams have got some weird names like Nearly Barnet Football Club. <laughs> uh, correct, James. You hey! win yourself 100 points. This is for 100 points of question. 100 you points. Got, you got 100 for your trouble. Question number two, James, was Pikmin on the SNES... Super Nintendo. So not Pac-Man, Pikmen. Pikmen is what homosexuals do. I <laughs> think Pikmen... No. Pikmin. Pikmin? Oh, Pikmin is what you do on Excel when you're trying to find the minimum of something. I think, David... Are you aware of the Pikmin? I am uh, going on... Uh, I think I've seen it on a list. I think what I've seen is, like, uh, an endless <laughs> listicle on, like, YouTube where it'll be something like What Culture or Watch Mojo going, like, here is the top four games that you've played in the womb. Number yeah. one! <laughs> uh, and then they always go into, like, an explanation of what gaming is in the first place. To play is a verb. Yeah. Um, Watch Mojo is odd. I, uh, I... I Watch Mojo is odd. Watch Mojo became odd like early doors, and that's like that's fine. It's it's the companies that like piggybacked on the success of Watch Mojo to do endless listicles uh, yes. that have really started to scrape the barrel. And I'm I'm mm-hmm. fascinated by them because it's also they seem to be like written by people who don't have a time how don't have time to do second draft. Um, <laughs> well, like so us. you're just basically taking the piss out of people for scraping the barrel and I'm like super Nintendo knowledge Uh, yeah but the thing is is that David you have charm and charisma ah thank you and you have arsonist blood um it's true james was pikmin released on the snes pikmin i would think yes that's a we're snezzing now we're snezzing i'm sorry james that was a gamecube uh era nintendo game so you do not get the points but you do get all the love in my heart so that's Fuck. james Shit. question number three was bloody hell here? <laughs> was Metal Gear released on the SNES Super Nintendo? Metal Gear, we're not solid yet. Mm. We're not liquid, nor in mm. gas. Yes, mm. we're plasma. We're plasma. Plasma, you can't spell plasma <laughs> without SNES. Yes, 
Yes, David. Metal Gear Plasma we're going with. Yes. <laughs> yes, David. James, I'm very sorry. Metal Gear was released on the NES, but not the SNES, and then Metal Gear Solid uh, was on the PlayStation 1. So you were... Uh, yeah, you're opening drawers and grabbing sharp implements. Oh, it's a whisk. <laughs> I'll just say that's a whisk I'm willing to take off of you. Um, well, that's... <laughs> great. Greater, greater than. <laughs> James is pulling out implements from a drawer that you can't see and making oh. puns, but not saying what they are, but making visual I, puns. James, this I isn't could, a visual medium. It's taken you 17 episodes to work this out. How's that going for I you? Could have done, I could have done a Foley round for this round. I could have, but I really chose could not have, to. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Put it in your portfolio. Let's do jokes. Um, <laughs> James, on the... Sin- question number four. Yes. Uh, on the Super Nintendo, did they release the Would hounds? you say this round's going well? <laughs> would you say this is going well, David? No, I, would. <laughs> I would say this round is going weird. James, on <laughs> the Super Nintendo, did they release the hounds? No, we had to wait until Nintendo DS for Nintendogs. That's exactly why I wrote it down! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah! Synergy! Yeah. Synergy. I mean, on me, that's quite a... a, a you know, I should have... I should have uh, got... Don't I be upset. No, well, you I, sh- it. I should have not gone for the joke there and then allowed you to have the joke. I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. I'm fine! <laughs> David's not fine. David has picked up the dog he has just bought and he's trying to slide it into the cartridge slot for a Nintendo DS. That was Woody the Woodpecker, nothing to do with Nintendo. James, question number five. On the Super Nintendo, did they release my emotions? Yes, yes, I think they did. Yes, they did when I couldn't beat Super Nintendo Super Mario World as a teenager. Correct. James, at the end of that round, you have 300 points. The same amount of points as there were Spartans. That's true. That's true. I thought of a Spartan 300 sketch the other day. Yeah. Which is probably like 20 years too late or something for that to be relevant. Yes. I really just want to like have all the people dressed as Spartans and then Gerard Butler's like, Spartans, what is your profession? And then individually they go, well, I'm an accountant. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm a cobbler. I went to Sparta once. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah, because the Spartans didn't build a lot of permanent infrastructure. It's fuck all there. Mm. And it's uh, reminded me of Edmonton Town in North London. Oh. Yeah. We got off the bus. We were all going to get off the bus and go, this is Sparta. We got off the bus and went, this is awful. That was the the same school trip in which I got tear gassed. Oh, yes. Wow, a lot happened there. I like that this podcast slowly releases, like, uh, information about our past life and creates like a fuller picture but only slightly it's like a collage of our life yep 
great. Did you know that they have only recently worked out why concrete from years ago worked better than concrete now? And they've actually, they only recently worked it out and they've started to implement it. Yes. Yes. It's great. Right. Let's, let's not talk about it. <laughs> no, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, they basically worked out that they were using, is it seawater, which has like salt in it? And stuff which means that um some of the concrete in it never dried and then when the other stuff broke it would release air into the system and then that would make the new the old bits of concrete that hadn't set set and then they would dry more which is why there's like stuff that works that stayed up for centuries whereas some newer buildings haven't yeah because they didn't use that system yeah it made this coliseum all out of rack mate <laughs> James, uh, it's over to you for round two. Over to you. It's round two. Loot, do do, do do, like this. Round two. Round two is called Maslow's Hierarchy of Leads. <laughs> Which of these two options is a more popular destination in Leeds, according to TripAdvisor? <laughs> David, have you ever been to Leeds? I lived in Leeds for four years. David has lived in Leeds for four years. Whoa, now. David. And that was just when I was a music tech guy and I lived in the corner of a studio covered in cables. Anyway, so... David, did you enjoy your time in Leeds? I did. I was a university student studying music technology. I had made a terrible decision that I would only later realise was a terrible decision. Hooray! Hey. At the time, fucking loved it. However, you did kind of utilise that terrible decision during the lockdown, which then boosted your career no end. Sure. Also, I edit this podcast, so you're fucking welcome, James. Oh, I guess I got to pay back someone's student fees. Oh, I never thought about that. Thing is, lucky fuck David, he only had 3,000 grand, 3,000 a year even as, as yes. fees. Dickhead over here, nine grand a year the first year it came in. Ooh, a mama. Oh, were you that first year? Oh, yeah. fuck. I remember being at university and being like, oh, shit, they're increasing the fees to triple the amount. So for one year, it costs the same for me to do my entire university course as it did for you to do one year, which I don't think is fair. And now they're doing that. They've just done that with a bunch of students who never even went set foot into university and they did it all over Zoom. And they're all graduating and protesting at the same time. Solidarity, fellas. Solidarity. Yeah, keep it light and tight. Like this. So, David, which of these is the more popular destination Leeds, the first direct arena or the Leeds Grand Theatre? Hmm. That arena was being promised to build the entire time I was there and uh, only opened about two months after I left. Uh, furious. <laughs> um, I'm going to say the theatre. I'm sorry, David. The arena is a more popular destination than the theatre. According to TripAdvisor.com. TripAdvisor. <laughs> advise your trip. Advise it well. I think TripAdvisor is the place that has like the Heineken experience in the top. Uh, rated things to do in Amsterdam and we went and did it and it's horse shit so yeah 
However, it also does have Bude Tunnel on it, and a lot of idiots go there, having not worked out that it's just a tunnel. Because a lot of people have done it as a joke. <laughs> They're like, look, it's Bude Tunnel, everybody. <laughs> and it's just like a it's just like a covering whilst you walk down the side of a of um, a Sainsbury's from the car park round to the front door. God and bless. People have given it five stars, and then other idiots turn up and they're like, "I don't get it." Nah, <laughs> like, you're not supposed to. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, we're sniffing quite a lot through this. It's uh, it's cocaine, cocaine night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, David, okay? this cocaine night really blows. So, oh, some somebody stop me, as Jim Carrey said when he went on a murder spree. On cocaine. On cocaine. Uh, David, question two. Harwood House, the beautiful stately home, home to the walled garden and the lakeside bothy cafe. Or the Thackeray Museum of Medicine. Which is more popular, David? Thackeray. I'm going Thackeray. Thackeray. Oh, my God. You got yourself 100 big ones. And by big ones, I mean points. Oh. (laughs) I do like big ones. Yeah. <laughs> question number three. Number three. Yeah. Question number three. Da 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 da. Kirkstall Abbey or the Royal Armouries Museum? Hmm. Kirkstall Abbey is a place I used to, let's say, frolic and play frisbee and have a nice time. I don't what think a nerd. Went... Yeah. Yeah. I just did a whole round about the Super Nintendo. Yeah, like a I'm top a... shagger. <laughs> um, I don't think I went to the Royal Armouries. Uh, so I'm just trying to think, though, because like, I don't think you'd go to Kirkstall Abbey and then leave a review because it's just sort of like ruined. Whereas the Armouries is the sort of place that somebody would go and they'd be like, mm, yes, mm, ah, mm, ah, let's go Royal Armouries. The Royal Armouries. David, that is correct. You get yourself another 100 points. Can I just say that's bullshit and you should go to Kirkstall Abbey? I mean, having looked uh, on TripAdvisor at the two, I'd go to the Abbey. That looks great. Mm, It was Uh, right round the corner from my accommodation. Can you work out where I lived? Um, Yes, as a monk. Before the Reformation. Did you know David was killed by King Henry VIII? Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, David, Leeds Donkey Sanctuary, or, I don't know, about 100 escape rooms. Ah. I'm going to say Donkey Sanctuary because that sounds delightful, whereas people who do escape rooms are very critical. Yes, of course, David, it is the donkey sanctuary. You can, of course, combine these experiences by going into a donkey paddock and calling them all losers. <laughs> ah, David, at the end of that round, oh, my God, we're only bloody drawing, mate. Oh. You've got yourself 300 points. Are we life drawing each other? Yes, that's why that round three? I am <laughs> naked. Oh, I was wondering why. So, David, with all to play for, with everything to win and everything to lose, it's over to you. Round three. James, round three is called Seth Rogen or Meth Rogen. (laughs) 
Just kidding. What a little jokester I am. James, round three is called How Are You? James? How are you? David, yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm mm-hmm. sick as a dog. <gasps> I'm ill. I'm ill like a like an ill man. I had that experience of uh, I was travelling to uh, Ramsgate for a gig, lovely little gig in... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Ramsgate in the uh, Bedford Arms, very nice. The Bedford Inn, even very nice. And I was on my way there on the train, and I did. You know when you do the sneeze, oh. and there's before the sneeze, you're grand, and after the sneeze, you're like, oh no. Yeah. I had that on the train. And I had like a very messy sneeze as well. I thought this is the kind of sneeze that I'm not going to need tissue or anything. I've got crook of my elbow. <laughs> I've got an arm. I've got oh, an arm. The Flemmy uh, opening the Flemmy flood, floodgates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, halfway through putting makeup on as well. Or Brexit, we- as they called it. Um, so- I'll tell you what, mate. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I voted Brexit so we could close the Flemmy floodgates. It's all the Flemish <laughs> coming over here. Bloody hell. Have you heard their ancient language that you can find in some parts of Belgium? Bloody hell. What's that, mate? You've got a reliquary full of Christ's toe bone. I'll bloody believe it when I see it. These bloody Flemish, mate. Oh, my God. Um, Coming over here, taking our phlegm. Taking our phlegm. I need that for... What do we need? No one needs phlegm. Why do we need phlegm? Uh, I don't know. I don't know why we produce it. Why? We clearly produce it for a reason in the an, same way trees produce innards, sap. Is it, is it an innards thing? We need it on the innards <laughs> and sometimes we get it on the outers because when we're ill, we produce like more of what we need. That's actually why you feel ill. It's not the virus itself, it's your body reacting. Is that it? I think that scientists one day will listen to this podcast and be like, oh, what a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> James, continue telling me about how ill you are. Uh, so I was on the train. I was also doing makeup, and the people, the good people who were getting on at Ashford, didn't didn't like that. Didn't like that. However, fantastic no. way to guarantee that no one sits next to you. Absolutely spectacular way. Um, yes. So did did my sneeze and thought, oh no, here we go. Got to the venue. Uh, 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 my parents were there. It's nice to see them. <laughs> Hello, mum. Hello, dad. Here I am in. Ramsgate, um, and uh, did uh, did very well. The gig, very big, happy man, pat on back. Lovely bit of business. Uh, went back to my parents' house. It's like, well, we you'll wait here, and then we'll get the next train about eleven. So like, brilliant. Get home, then I'll have like an early start with work. But it's only going to be a short day at work. It's only going to be a short day. That's fine. It's only going to be a short day. Of course, it is. It's only going to be a short day in which I'll be shadowing someone else so I can pick up some more responsibilities. It's only going to be a short day. However, look at the train line app. Oh, no, the train's been cancelled. It's all right, I'm at my parents. They said, that's fine, you have a sleep over here. You'll be all good, we'll set you up a bed. And then you can get an early train in, and then you have your lovely short day at work. Lovely short day at work. And then uh, got up half five in the morning on an early train, slow train as well, not the high speed one because that was expensive and I was already out of pocket. I'd spent what I was going to get paid on getting down to Kent, many so my parents could see me do comedy. And then I I thought, oh no, it'd be the same again to get a replacement train back up. 
Oh, uh, bollocks. So I spent twice my fare, uh, twice my my fee on my train fare. That's fine. That's living in in pisshell.co.uk. And then uh, on the way in, got a message on the Insane Hell work group chat, uh, which mm. never fucking shuts up. Also, stop having work group chats. Stop, stop it. Stop it. Fucking stop it. Stop it. I uh, got a message saying, we need you to cover the long shift today because someone's not turned up. So my little short shift, while I was going to have a little cold, turned into a very long shift uh, where I was there for about 11 hours. Oh. In the rain. While having a cold. Uh, and oh. all that accumulated into yesterday. I did the Englishman's pleasure of phoning in sick. I oh, phoned okay. it and having a big wank over a Margaret Thatcher. The Englishman the pleasure Englishman's having a wank treasure. and a cold at the same time. Yes. You sneeze as you come. You you're like, ah, as you come while, while you're watching Winston Churchill's funeral. <laughs> so I had a lovely sick day yesterday. A lovely little sick day. Uh, what did you do on your sick day? I'm always interested to see what how people cope on when they've got colds and stuff. Uh, I'll tell you what I did. I re-downloaded TikTok briefly, scrolled through that, and then uh, played video games that I'd already finished. Yes. It's great. Such as? Uh, such as Batman Arkham Knight. Oh, lovely. It's good. I think I'm going to start Control again soon. That's good. Oh. You played Control? No. Uh, my friend Ian, who is a video games developer, uh, was like, I think you'd like this game called Control. Um, so I may play it at some point. I'm going to second it. Ian's opinion here. David, do you like brutalism? <laughs> what, like the Barbican? Yes. <laughs> Ian, who recommended it to me, uh, loves brutalism. Maybe that's why he was like, you like this because I like this. It, it's uh, set in a brutalist office building that's been invaded by uh, uh, demon things, and you I just quite like brutalism, and you, I like demon things. And you hurl chunks of concrete about. It's great. Very concrete themed podcast this week. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Who didn't make that concrete? So it wasn't bloody Romans. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> um, flimsy concrete. Do you want to start a band called Flimsy Concrete? Ah. Oh. Flimsy Concrete actually sounds like a Tory backbencher that's been there since like 1974 <laughs> and is still there for some reason. For like <laughs> Homewood South, Flimsy Concrete. Yes, Mr. Speaker, would the Prime Minister comment on King Charles's head? <laughs> that's the guest for next oh. week sorted. <laughs> um, um, and do you take particular medication like soothing things do you i have taken uh cheap cold and flu stuff nice and whiskey it's good ah uh, yes whiskey for a cold nothing quite like it with some lemon yes and the occasional lovely lemon tea <laughs> mm. <laughs> Also, I found out if you're doing uh, ginger and lemon, you're meant to boil the ginger before, because then you get like it releases the oh. gingers. It's good. 
We'll get into that in a minute. James, because you are wonderful and I'm sorry that you are ill, um, I'm going to give you 5,000 points because I think you deserve it. Because you had a bad day. <laughs> Take them one down. <laughs> Sing a sad song. And then you sneezed. So, James, at the end of that round, you're on 5,300 points. 5,300 points. Mm. James, it's over to you. Is this enough? Where is the doctor? I must see the doctor. I have hemorrhoids. What do you mean? A 12-week waiting list? I didn't vote leave for this. Round four. Lovely glass of water. Mmm. Mmm, mmm, mmm. This next round is called Joe Rogan or Pro Rogan. What are we doing? <laughs> are we discussing conspiracy theories or are we shutting down Parliament to force through a vote? No, David, of course not. This next round is called... I do know that earlier I promised that there were no fake rounds. However... Shut up, eat your ears. I am going to now ask David a question. David, how are you? Oh, uh, yeah, cool. That's a good question. Uh, James, I'm okay. I, like you, have had a week-long shitty cold. I have tested several times for COVID and it's always come up negative. Uh, but um, I have soldiered on. I was supposed to go see... My girlfriend's brother in a Gilbert and Sullivan musical. Couldn't do that. I hear he is the very model of a modern major general. Yes, although this one was the sorcerer. And he was the sorcerer. He was the lead and I couldn't go because I was as sick as a dog. Um, So I hung out with my dog on the sofa. How's your dog? Dog's doing great. Dog's getting much better at meeting people. We've worked out because she's not very good at meeting new people. And we're trying to figure out, like, what's the best way to, like, ingratiate her with new people. Because we worked out that if you play catch with her outside, then, and maybe give her a few treats, then that's a good way to do it. Turns out, scrap all that, chicken. Hey! Just get somebody. When you meet my dog, James, I will hand you a vegan, some chicken, and you will hand that to my dog. And then my dog will be like, James, fuck yeah! Um, So you were sick as a dog, whereas your dog was sick like a dog. Yeah. Second, like, like the... Kick-flipping kick dog. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to do the, that little, like... Hold on. No, that was bad. Yeah. That's just going to sound like I'm wanking, so... <laughs> because I that's was. His, anyway, that's so... His cover, uh... That's his cover story. <laughs> I like that we both had a pause there. You had a laugh pause and I had a buffering whilst thinking of the next thing pause. <laughs> and then we... We're not operating at 100% ever. So... Uh... <laughs> there have been a I few think... of these I've listened to recently and gone, you know what, that is good, that's tight. We're both good at the podcasting <laughs> side and good at the creative side. And then some I've listened to when I've gone, oh. But I enjoy those ones too because we're just melting as people and it's fun. And at the beginning of this record, I was looking at you and I was looking at myself in the little video thing and being like, oh, God. And then I was like, no, that's what happened a few weeks ago as well. And that was one of my favorite ones to listen to. So, um, but yeah, so I've been mainlining. um, They didn't have I 
If I could be sponsored by anyone, I would be sponsored by Danus. And I know that's probably means I'm going to be Big Pharma, but I do genuinely think that that is like the best cold and flu medicine. And I Big don't Pharma, because you live in the West Country, you fucking nerd. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but it's just slightly better than all the other ones. And they didn't have any in supply anywhere near me, so I had to make do with other uh, other brands which are available. So what's... Um, hold on a, hold on a sec. I'm going I'm to do uh, Louis through here. What's Danus? What does that do? I just like the little capsules and you have them, but it's just like taking paracetamol every couple, like four hours or so. But I've tried a bunch of different ones because I've got what, to... What does what does Day Nurse do? Makes you feel better. It's like... For cold specifically? Yeah. I was spending time with David Hoare. <laughs> David, are you taking Day Nurse right now? No, I'm not, because <laughs> there's no institutional supply. There was only one thing to do. David, could I try some day nurse? <laughs> no, because it's in short supply. Four hours later, the effects had worn off. <laughs> well. It's lovely to see you, Louis. Um, so, yeah, I was on an inferior brand, So, uh, but that's fine. I also had some cold time. Some dim flam. Mine was very froaty. I woke up on at like 4am one morning in the middle of the night. Just like, felt like I had like a rock in my throat. It was horrid. Oh, I had a thing where I was moving flat once and there was a lot, lot a lot, a lot of um, like dust in the air. Mm. And my uvula, the thing that dangles down in your throat, yeah. sw- swelled up to the extent yeah. where uh, I could feel physically see and feel it oh oh it was it was always uvula and <laughs> uvula. <laughs> um so yeah so i've been mostly like sat on the sofa and occasionally going out to let my dog shit on the floor but the other exciting news is in amongst all of this i finally received in the post my ADHD medication. Ooh. So basically, for the second half of this week, I've been microdosing speed. Hey, DHD. <laughs> but because I've been not very well, and I've been taking other medication, I'm not entirely sure of the effects so far. So it's going to take a bit of time. But I thought I would just let you know. If you are in the process of getting a diagnosis, I worked out I got ADHD last May. I got diagnosed this May, and then I've got my medication this week. So, middle of October. Um, And I didn't go private at all. I did write to choose rather than just pure NHS, which cuts the wait time a bit. I know they're not taking applicants at the moment because there's so many people applying for it, but... I think a lot of people get very disheartened thinking nothing's going to happen. And I did manage to get my medication. So it turns out that when you stop telling people that ADHD is just naughty boy disease. Yeah. People go, oh, that sounds like me. Yes. And then you have a spike of people who uh, realise that they fit within certain parameters. Yes. I think it's going to end up like, have you seen that um, graph of how many left-handed people... Yes. have been in history where suddenly like 
it was yes. illegal to be left-handed. They didn't support left-handedness, and all of a sudden it was like fine, and then like the sp- spiked and then leveled out massively. That happens a lot. That that you know that happens with that happened with um with uh, gay people. Homosexuality, um, yes. That happened with uh, trans and uh, non-trendic conforming people. Uh, yep. It turns out when you stop being uh, horrible to people, people go, ah, I can relax and be myself. Yeah, when you let people be themselves, they're much better at being people, really. Yeah. Turns out yeah, when you meet society where it is, it's a bit better instead of Hooray! forcing people into small boxes. That being said, David... If you ever try and re-enter the workplace now, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I think he's attempting re-entry, sir. That's a quote from Moonraker. Um, <laughs> so, My name is Moonraker. <laughs> Moon. Jimmy Moonraker. Uh, I've met society, and society has met me, and now I have speed. It's actually called like. Zagatin, but um, Zagatin XL. I hope that's not the same as a bully. Um, so, uh, uh, so I can hear it. There you go. Oh, I should record some music. Like, yes, yes, as a shaker. Um, so that's very exciting, and um, yeah, it's kind of odd and exciting, and I'm not really sure what's happening with it yet, but. I thought I'd just tell you now so that we can kind of keep a kind of document each week as to how we're getting on. I would just like also before we stop just to like mention one thing quickly, which is not quite as keeping it light, but it will eventually turn around to keeping it light. Um, And I don't know if you saw this in the news, James, but um, the Australian comedian Cal Wilson passed away. Are you aware of Cal Wilson? I I have not seen Cal's work, Uh, but I saw the outpouring from people who were distraught mm. about uh, Cal's passing. She died really young for somebody who, you know, she died in her fifties, which is like no age when you're just, you know, whatever. Just about. Just about. Um, and um, which is like obviously sad and devastating. And I kind of had worked with her a few times without really realizing her profile because I met her via a bunch of UK comedians. And she just made friends with me. And I was like, "That what a nice lady. Turns out she's hosting Bake Off level famous. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> she was hosting the Bake Off in uh, the US and had been like a comedy legend in that country for a long time. And there's videos of her like doing a song with the Flight of the Concords in like 2000 and something she's actually new zealand but she moved to australia and so obviously there's just like so much pouring out of um love for her because she was in the industry for so much time there she even did a uk qi a couple of times and i was a bit not distraught but it kind of cut me up a bit more than i thought it would for someone i'd basically only ever chatted to over zoom she did volunteer herself to come and do my ambient lego show on twitch and i was a bit like oh weird but I worked it out, and the thing is, is like I think you might identify with this a bit. Is uh, do you feel in comedy you sort of amass people that are like in your corner, who are like willing you to like? Yes. Do well in comedy. Yes, people, uh, friends, had well wishes. Yeah, 
And like, you know, obviously there's like friends and family and then you start getting other comedians and then people in the industry and people who like will just be really super positive about what you're doing. And I realized that I was like on a semi-regular basis getting likes and comments and messages from Cal. And I suddenly realized that I was never going to get that again. And I was like, oh, what a lovely thing she did for me. And it turned out she was doing that for like most of the Australian comedy industry. And there was no real reason for her to do it to someone like a middle spot who lived on the literal other side of the planet. Yeah, she did. And um, because like there's just so many different posts of like, you know, Michelle Brazier from who works with Auntie Donna and stuff. Yes being like just cowl next to like photos of like Michelle Brazier being like, look how great you're doing and stuff and all these sorts of things. And it's, it's like, Oh wow. Uh, and so I was just a bit like, Oh, that's, I'm never going to get that again. But I was like initially really cut up and I was like, the best way to honor this lady would be to try and embody that, uh, kind of spirit. So I just want to remind you, James O'Donoghue, that you are wonderful and brilliant and you deserve nice things and that uh you're really brilliant at comedy and you should keep uh doing that because you're great get out of town and you totally in your corner rooting for you i had the experience uh, this week of doing a gig for someone who i know is rooting for me and is great and not doing as well as i hoped uh which was <laughs> sure. uh yeah uh uh, but, uh, well, what a lovely thing to have had. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm very sorry that that's uh, over, but um, but what a lovely... Uh, it's, it's, it's great to... It's great... And it says a lot about when you meet someone who is actually very successful and you don't realise it because they're just <laughs> not insane. That's great. That's a lovely. Yeah. That's a lovely thing, and it says a lot about. Um, it says a lot about your ability as a comic um, and your warmth as a person. Well, thank you. I, I don't know how to express this without not trying to make it about myself. But I just like from my own personal experience, she was so lovely to me, and it made me feel like buoyant. And I felt like it really like it's one of those things where like her being nice to me did embolden me to like go do more stuff yeah and even if it's just like minor and i feel like i if it was she is wonderful she did that for so many people and i would like to kind of embody that a bit more i think just that's being a like, good just rooting for people that's a good model you meet a lot of people in this in in comedy that don't have that and it can feel sometimes like you're in competition yeah and it's just such a tough industry. <laughs> yeah, the industry at times puts you in competition. Mm. And, um, you know, particularly, you know, something that friend of the pod, uh, Andrew O'Neill, has said mm. uh, is like when I've been on a gig with them, um, they've said like this is the only, you know, I've been on their gig with them and they've said like this is the only time we'd be booked for the same bill. Yeah. Because bookers can't have two of the same one on the same bill. Mm-hmm. I have that with all musical comedians. Basically. Yes, of course. <laughs> and it's, um, 
it's it's a very it's a it can be a very alienating industry it can be a very um it can be a very harsh industry but it only it only ever works if people are decent and on the whole mm-hmm. people are um, mm-hmm. and it works exceptionally well when there are people in this industry who love good comedy and care about good comedy and care about making sure that there are comedians with what they need out there and i think that's a lovely and also just care about like being decent and yeah and being decent to people and finding decent people and 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 just like being nice to each other so i just wanted to like commemorate cal here because i think she's wonderful i would highly recommend going she's got uh, on netflix she's if you go to the comedians of the world uh section uh she's got she's the new zealand comedians of the world comedian uh, so she's got a thing on netflix i would also highly recommend the first episode of wax quizzical the quiz podcast done by zach uh no uh done by kyron wheatley um has she's on the first episode as a character but it's her and zach from auntie donna being idiots together whilst Luke McGregor's trying to answer questions and they're supposed to be helping him, but oh. they're just fucking useless and it's mwah, delightful. Uh, so I'd highly recommend those. Um, but yeah, so that's how I am. I've been ill, but I've got speed. I've been a little bit like, ooh, but um, I think I'm going to choose to take all of this and try and put some positivity into the world. Well, David... Because you're now on legal drugs and you're partying like it's 1999, you've got 1,999 points. Yeah! Uh, Thank you. (laughs) That is all good. So, David, um, on uh, uh, a round in which I've nearly cried, it's over to you. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> keep it light. <laughs> round five. James, this next round is called Which Chord Is This? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play you a chord. <laughs> you have to tell me what chord it is. <laughs> Uh, James, are you pitch perfect? No, not in the slightest. I did work on a production of The Tempest with someone who was pitch perfect. Uh, Mm. That was amazing. Um, James, have you seen the film Pitch Perfect? I have. I did not enjoy it at all. There was a period of time where a cappella cover groups were the rage and... That might be my least favourite type of music. I, it's this, it's so smug. It's so smug. smug. It's the smugness, right? It's never. They never look like they're enjoying themselves. They no. just look like they're like. Can you believe that I'm singing Bruno Mars with only my mouth? It's always the shittest songs as well. Yeah, and they always they love to do that. Like one of those going, and they like following like the note by shifting slightly around. Fucking despicable. And it's like the only bit about it is you're a bit like, oh, interesting. And it's like something I would scroll through on a TikTok, but that wasn't in a TikTok era, so it was like 
they'd make you watch a whole gig or a whole video or you just it's just like fuck off or learn to play an instrument literally learn to play like find so some it, other bandmates it goes from a cappella but no, it's only ukulele. I like a cappella stuff when it's self-composed and it's like they've actually put some creativity into it. But when it's yeah. just them being like bam 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 no. It also coincided with Glee, who I'd kind of forgotten how aggressive Glee were with um they would basically just do covers of people's songs without asking for permission, broadcast them on international television, and then that artist would be like, uh, that's mine? And I don't agree to that? Yeah. And then they'd be like, you should be grateful. It was like, uh, bizarre when they did the entire uh, Bad As Me album by Tom Waits. Did they? No, but imagine it. <laughs> They're all there with like their weird teeth and perfect hair doing like, I had a good home, but it left. I liked the week where they did the entire cover of the Downward Spiral by Nine Inch Nails. Bum, bum, I'd like to fuck you like an animal. Yeah. <laughs> I bum, 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 hurt myself today. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> I loved it when they covered I Come Blood by Anal Cunt. <laughs> real song real, real song. song I real loved it when song. they did all of the Bad Brains first album I fucking love the Bad Brains first album it's <laughs> fucking brilliant um, wonderful so James uh, this is for 5,000 points a question if you can guess the entire chord okay. however I will give you 2,000 points if you can just tell me the tonic so there is excitement there's jeopardy do you know what the tonic is? I mean, absolutely. That is lost on me. Okay. So... I should point out to the audience, I can play like very simple guitar on ukulele. I've got a degree. So, but David uh... has a degree. It's like David can speak. However, I am a classically trained actor. Um, so um, uh, there's the root note of the chord and then there's the name of the chord so you might have like G sharp oh we're going into sharps we're going into sharps and minors but G sharp would be the like root note the tonic I believe there's probably somebody who knows more about music who's listening being like that's wrong information David but so you might have like a a a letter from A to G some of them have sharps or flats, mm-hmm. and those are the tonics. And then you've got like majors, minors, diminished, seventh, eighth, ninths. I don't think it's eighth. Five, seventh, sixth, ninth, seventh, eighth. My fruit scooting baby is driving me crazy. <laughs> um, James, I'm going to play you a chord. You have to tell me what you think the chord is because you won't know what the chord is because we've done some establishment here of your knowledge. James, chord number one. James, what chord was that? It sounded like a piano falling down a shaft, which would leave you with A flat minor. 
Now, uh, folks, I'm not saying my wife is flat. <laughs> However, <laughs> uh, what was the answer there? Sorry, a flat minor. I'm going to give you two thousand points. It was <laughs> a major, but you said a, and you, God knows that's way closer than you ever deserve to be. So. <laughs> Question number two, James. What do you think uh, this chord is? <laughs> I'm going to go with... Is it something in C? Do you want to guess any of the other bits C to go with it? <laughs> flat... <laughs> by flat um uh no james that was uh d minus seventh oh fool. you fucking this feels like an algebra test yeah uh. <laughs> i've never been less qualified for something in my life yeah Music notes, no. Supermarket beeps, yeah. I'm in cold sweats. I'm in cold sweats. And it's not just my cold. Or my sweats. Or my sweats. <laughs> I'm James, in cold sweatpants. I'm going to give you one more opportunity to guess the chord. Please tell me, what do you think this chord is? Oh. G sharp. Is that your final answer? Yes. I'm sorry, James. That was Robinson's Orange Chord. Ah, no! (laughs) So you failed to score there. uh, But that leaves you on a wicked uh, 7,300 points, which is a sizable score. So there's something to play for. I don't know what it is. It looks like I might be playing bass for Coldplay for a year, which is... Well, we'll see. We'll certainly bloody see, mate. James, it's over to you. Well, David, I'm glad it's over to me because, in fact, it's not over to me. The premise of this is the final round is always by someone else. We're in episode 17 now. I thought you'd learnt it at this point. David! I just I'm... wish you'd stick around for longer each time. I'm like, maybe he won't fuck off for a bit. Well, um, I'm a friend. That's fine. That's all good. That's fine. It's good. I will. I Don't will, cancel me. I I should point out. I will use both, uh, and it's all good. The times where I would prefer they are visually quite clear. Um. <laughs> so, David, round when six. You're, when you're doing your makeup on the tube. At Ashgate or whatever. Ashford International. It's not on the tube, it's on High Speed 1. High Speed 1. The first high speed. And by the sounds of it, the last. (laughs) Then they're they. Alright? Yep. If they're in a gold jacket with boots, nails, they. And nothing else. And nothing else. Then they're a criminal. <laughs> yeah, then they, they should go to prison. <laughs> yes, but which prison? 
Yeah, let's get into that now. Balls Why in not? your cut, <laughs> Suella. <laughs> Suella would be like, because the balls are there. Ah. <laughs> 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 Oh, some Keep it lying tight. Let's move on quickly. Let's do the round. Keep it lying tight. Hooray. Somebody arrest the entire government and most of the opposition. Round six. David, this is round six. Not presented by me. It's presented by a good friend of mine. He's a right laugh. I'm going to go and let him in now. I'll tell you what, David, you're in for a treat. Because please welcome... Bazaruni, the world's most emotionally available lad. <laughs> Here he is. Oi, oi, Baz. David's looking well. Looking well. David's looking well. Oi, oi, Shagger. It's me, you slag. Bazaruni, the world's most emotionally intelligent lad. I'm here to basically assess your setup and see how shit's shaking down. You all right, David? Do you need a minute? We'll give him a minute. <laughs> Favourite guest ever. Hey, David. Oh, ah, I want to know if you're looking after yourself, mate. <laughs> oh, I am. I am, Bazaroo. I just got my ADHD medication. Hey, and I've been hey. resting up because I had a cold. <laughs> Thanks for asking. How are you? I'm doing all right, mate. I'm doing all right. Did a bit of meditating on the tube over here. I said, bloody hell, mate. Can't meditate on the Piccadilly line because it won't bloody go anywhere. I went out of my way to take the Elizabeth line. I do prefer that route and it's good to treat yourself every now and then. I always say, give yourself a present every day. Mate, let's get this assessment out of the way so I can open a couple of cold ones with the boys. By which I mean refrigerated boxes. We'll be dealing with medically sensitive equipment while I volunteer at the local's doctor's surgery. Come on, you nurse! Speaking of, question one. Oi. Oi, David, question one. Is it true I heard you like one up the arse? Um, by that I mean a doctor's well-gloved finger while checking your prostate. Is that true, David? Uh, I am actually yet to have a prostate exam, and I should probably go have one. So thank oh, you for encouraging that. Come on, David, you've got to get it done. Good to know what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, my mate Gaz, he loves one up the arse. And by one, I mean his boyfriend's penis. He told him, he told us all himself that he was gay. It doesn't uh, mean he ain't a top shagger. It's good that we could have uh, frank conversations with him. In fact, he was the first gay person I knew. Him being a mate of mine really opened my eyes to it and I ended my homophobic <laughs> ways that I had growing up. It's tough. My dad came from a different generation. I don't blame him for his views. I wish he changed them and I do try my best to make sure he does. But you know what? It's a losing battle sometimes. I love my dad. I know he's not a bad person, but it doesn't mean I support his views. 
But if he does get in the way of my, of my friends and their ability to be themselves, or any gay person and their ability to be themselves, I will have a fucking word. <laughs> Thank you, Bass. Question two. Are you drinking water? Are you drinking water? I am. I've actually just finished my, my water whilst... Uh, well, for that, David, you get 4,000 points. <laughs> Thank you, Bass. All right, David, next question. Get out. Or if I should say... Have you gotten out at all today? Uh, no, I haven't. I usually take my dog out for a walk. But, um, David, I will be going mate. for an extended countryside walk after this. All right. All right, then. All right, I'll see how it is. I'm going to give you a cheeky extra thousand points. Oh, thank you, And uh, finally, uh, see you at Spoons later? Yeah, yeah. No. No. Correct, David. Correct. You're going to a different pub and supporting the local economy. Maybe even a cafe or a juice bar, because you understand that you don't need to drink to have fun. So, well done, David. That's another <laughs> 4,000 points. So, at the end of that round, you've got 11,299 points. Whee! David, I can see that you're doing well, so I'm going to leave in the safe knowledge that you are a top shagger. Shagger, standing for sophisticated, healthy, articulate, with great gusto and emotionally <laughs> reliable. So I guess I'll be on my way then. <laughs> Sorry to see you, Baz. Please come back as many times as you want to. David Horse surviving. I said David Horse surviving in an uncertain world. <laughs> David Horse surviving. What a lovely positive influence he was. I hope we see him again. Oh, no, he's. He's he's, he's just been struck by an oncoming bus. We're never going to see Baz again. Uh, Oh, no. I've just seen who's driving the bus. It's Jonathan Thrice. No! To see you was nice. No! My favourite guest just ran over by my least favourite guest is the worst plot twist in the world. He's in a coma now, David. He's in a coma. He's only in a coma. In a coma. His vitals are still stable. Oh, that's bad to say. Like you've literally, some of your guests have been Jonathan Thrice, Jacob Reese Mob, the Donald Trump, murderers, weirdos, perverts. We finally get a guest I like, and he's been hit by a bus immediately. And that's canon. David, at the end of that <laughs> round, you have 11,299 points. Nice. I recently forgot my pin. That was a very powerful grenade. Is this enough? 
James, at the end of this week's exciting episode 17 of Is This Enough? You have finished with a glorious 7,300 points, but it's not quite enough to beat my 11,299 points. So I win a year's supply of bass, the fish. You have to provide a year's supply of bass to Coldplay, the band. James, what's your favourite Coldplay song? I like the one that goes... Oh, yeah, that's a pretty good one. Well, you'll be doing that for a year. I genuinely realised the other day that I have a soft spot for some of the songs on their first album, which I owned when it came out. Do they have bass in their songs? Yeah, there's there's a bassist, yeah. I don't. I think it's just the guy going... Like, I don't think there's any kind of, like, sick bass lines. Like, you know, there's no marvellous moments of bass, like... Sort of, like, Graceland sort of moments. There's just... Which means it probably won't be demanding, but you still wouldn't need to be involved in the Coldplay touring cycle for a year. It's a lot of time with Chris Martin. It's a lot of time with Chris Martin... A lot of time just entertaining people who are like, <gasps> they're playing Speed of Sound. Oh, my God. Para, para, paradise. <laughs> we are judgmental fucks here. Uh, uh, is this enough? Yeah, however, we are correct. <laughs> Um, so, uh, James, um, uh, I'm sorry about that, but um, uh, where can we find you on the internet? Because obviously now that you're part of Coldplay, we'll want to follow you around. But if you want to follow me around to see Coldplay's dates, cold dates, uh, you can find me on is that James O on Instagram and X. And if you like to <laughs> see my face, you can see me on TikTok where I'm at Let the James Begin. Very nice. I am at David Hall, LOL, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Twitch, where is it, I is stream it true, Monday. Sorry, is it true that the L and LOL stands for the L in Ruffle? Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, I stream on Twitch uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday from 11.30am UK time. Um, If you've enjoyed the show, please go give it a review and a like on your uh, chosen podcast platform. And please follow the podcast at Is This Enough Pod on Facebook, Instagram, X, uh, YouTube and TikTok. Um, We will be back next time for another exciting episode of Is This Enough? But until then, it's Bob Iger from me. And it is Bob Iger from me. And uh, as he drifts into a sleep that I hope lasts not too long, it's also Bob Iger from Bazaruni. Godspeed, Bazaruni. Godspeed.
David Hoare here, co-host of Is This Enough, letting you know that I am returning to the Edinburgh Fringe this summer from the 2nd to the 25th of August with my new show, 1000% Musical Comedy, in which I will attempt to create the maximum amount of musical comedy. Tickets on sale now from the Fringe website. I will be doing a preview of the show at the Brighton Fringe on Saturday, May 4th at 4.15pm at Three Jolly Butchers. Tickets available via Skiddle. And if you'd like to see James O'Donoghue live, they're performing on Thursday the 2nd of May at Comedy Queers at Off-Broadway in Hackney. Also, you can now watch full video versions of new episodes of Is This Enough on YouTube, starting with mini-episode 4.